Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about information assurance today, the new agenda. And I'm talking with Dan LeCarish. He's an assistant professor and the program chair for the Information Technology Department at Regis University. Dan, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. Well, thanks, Tom. It's, uh, it's always good to chat with you. Dan, there's been so much in the news in recent months. We've seen Stuxnet. We've seen just a procession of high-profile data breaches. What have we learned from some of these trends that we've seen over the past 12 months or so? Well, it's as we've known for quite a while within the profession, but now it's becoming uh, publicized, it's becoming public knowledge, uh, is that our critical infrastructure is vulnerable. Uh, and it's it's for any good reason. And, it, and, it, and the good reason is it's, is that it's well established. It's based on older technology. Uh, the, the way I look at it is our, our grid systems, whether they're water, power, rail, communication, is that they're overlaying this older uh, physical tech, technology with a with a logical, uh, logical uh, implementation. Uh, now, the telecom industry is in a pretty good place because they've had to keep up with time. Uh, but you know, what the Stutznet uh, worm attack has shown is that our industrial systems are, are available to compromise. And the, the dirty little secret about Stutznet is now that it's out in the open, it can be deployed by the Black Hats. Uh, for uh, the the, uh, the terrorists, uh, the, you know, those that are not our friends, our enemies. So we we in the rest of the world are, uh, are very uh, susceptible to SCADA uh, intrusions. So that's that's one of the things that is that's why I, I like to you know stay keep everyone current with, with today's problems. And and that was just addressed at a conference that I attended this week. Uh, it was a security conference for. Our, the CAEs, and that was one of the, the you know, one of the big problems that we're, that we're trying to address. So we're and we're addressing that at Regis uh, quite well. Uh, and then, of course, the, on the other hand, the, you know, the, the other side of the spectrum, not terribly far away from that, is the, you know, the, the attacks that are occurring against our gaming systems. Uh, so the PS2 vulnerabilities, the Wii attacks, uh, they seem to be just rolling through. Uh, on a on a daily basis, and those are not uh, well. It's difficult to difficult to separate cyber crime from cyber terrorism. Uh, one drives the other. If it's a cyber crime where you're going after account information, you know that's a very uh, you know that's a very important uh, area to, to defend. We've got to we've got to maintain people's privacy. We've got to maintain their their intellectual property. We have to maintain companies. Uh, privacy, intellectual property, and the, and the employees of work for But anyway, that's the current trends that I'm saying that are just at the top, at the top of the list. Well, Dan, as you say, you just come back from a conference, so I know you've got some fresh perspectives. How do you see the threat vectors having evolved in recent months? The, the, the interesting result, uh, and this is you know, reported by University researchers, government researchers, and you know, as they call themselves, I work for the Department of Defense. So you can imagine who that is. But what what the threat vectors are 
are are changing. I you know I mentioned the the Stuxnet attack against the Iranian uh, centrifugal uranium processing equipment. Uh, you know that 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 in and by itself is interesting, but it's it's fairly quiet. Uh, the, but it's about ready to uh, that threat vector is morphed from this very specific case of of uh, uranium processing uh, hydrated uranium for explosive uh, 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 explosive uh, intent uh, the and now the Siemens has admitted that all of their controllers and by uh, by example that entire Volume of, of SCADA systems is very vulnerable, and that by having the Stuxnet virus available, the worm available, it can be deployed against many different uh, many different sectors. So, not a good thing. So there, that that's an expansion into the SCADA system of the current threat. The interesting thing on the uh, the PS2 attack is that that a uh, at a Berlin conference uh, the you really don't want to make German hackers mad. At a Berlin conference, the hacking community went out of its way to publish to in detail what the PS2 security model looked like. That was very, that's a tutorial for disaster set that allowed the hacking community, the cyber crime community, to take advantage of those vulnerabilities. And it was a race against time, and, P and uh, Sony lost. Uh, so they, they're able to intrude on that system. Well, I don't know if it was an intrusion or extrusion, but they were able to, uh, you know, obtain over a hundred million, you know, who knows how many credit cards, you know, by that, you know, by that, uh, that weak, weakly defended system and that properly improperly architected system that was published by the you know, by the uh, the gray hat. So the, the threat vector seems to be morphing towards uh, uh, the uh, or the threat surface, and with the ve and the vectors that are deployed against it, is that de they're definitely the cyber crime slash terrorists are going after going after credit information, going after the financial sector. At the moment, the financial sector is well protected uh, because of their uh, because of the, the importance that. Uh, uh, the SCADA systems, uh, critical infrastructure, that's where we're, uh, 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 that's a threat surface that's, that's very exposed. Well, Dan, what about mobility? What vulnerabilities with mobile devices and technologies concern you? The, uh, the use, the, it's the, the, uh, the security model for the Android and the, and the iPhone and the Pods and the tablets. Uh, that the, the the reports that I've seen, I haven't haven't had a chance to, to take a look at those, but they seem to be fairly well protected. But there there are uh, beginning to be published vulnerabilities uh, on those devices. The the interesting thing about the marketplace is that Apple only has four percent inclining. That's four percent. The last published data that I saw of market penetration, uh, and there there's reasons for that. On the other hand, the Android market is about 50 percent. The that, that that raises both devices into the area of interest for cybercrime. 
so what we're going to start seeing, I guarantee in the next you know, 18 months, we're going to start seeing security patches rolling out to your phones uh, without you knowing it, uh, and, or to devices, not just phones, to devices. Uh, because our devices, you know, they are weakly defended. They are where we keep our credit card information. You know, if you want to purchase, if you're purchasing through Amazon on your on your device, that's that that means you've got, uh, you know, you're a target because you have credit card information. But on the other hand, you know, where is all that information consolidated? It's not all consolidated companies, but it's also kept. At, uh, you know, it's kept out of the cloud, and that that also raises its, uh, you know raises issues. The cloud is uh, is is well defended. Uh, we haven't seen massive intrusions on the cloud, other than Amazon had a problem, but that may have been more of an internal uh, infrastructure architecture problem. But enough, you know, we we know that that mobile phone mobile devices are going to be a problem in the near future. So, Dan, I ask you these questions for a reason because what I'm, what I'm going toward is all of these trends, how do they impact information assurance education today? Uh, there's, there's, and let's talk about Regis's response to it uh, at some point as well. The, um, uh, what's going to happen is, is that you're, and I saw this at last week's conference, this is in the middle of June. 2011. The, uh, what's going to happen is the Department of Homeland Defense is going to start rolling out uh, pub, uh, PSAs, public service announcements, uh, and, you know, talking about what individuals can do. They're already working with the Fortune 1000 companies uh, to be able to try to codify or to uh, I hate to use the word. It's not really regulate, but it's to give best advice, uh, as you know, best practices. So the and the other thing they're going to do is the K through collegiate curriculum is changing, both within the area of software assurance, uh, as well as uh, cybersecurity management of uh, cybersecurity. So what that does is is our marching orders from this week and then to uh, take a look at our continue to take a look at our curriculum, make sure there's quality there, uh, and it's you know and that's the sort of a top-down approach that you get out of the government. Uh, but specifically, we are bringing our curriculum into concurrence with Carnegie Mellon software adherence curriculum. So you'll see us respond uh, with uh, courses in software uh, software assurance. That's a huge field, as well as our you know the current classes in information assurance, cyber security, and management of security. Dan, did the changes in the threat vectors and in information security and trends, did this impact the type of student that you need today going into information assurance? Yeah, well, one of the things that I want everyone to understand is that you there's a broad spectrum of defenders that is needed. Uh, you don't, uh, you know, there's so many times I get wrapped up in the technology and the, sort of the whiz bang of this, but there's a broad, there's a need for both regulatory personnel management, uh, audit compliance. So you, you know, those are fancy words for business people. Uh, those are, you know, not only just the 
uh, you know, the accounting side of the house or somebody that's experienced in systems in architecture. But no, it's there's going to be uh, there's going to be a, quite a set of skills. Uh, that are needed that are, with people with good analytical backgrounds that understand the regulatory compliance and, and how to inject that into business processes. Uh, and then, of course, there's always the, you know, the 1,000 defenders that we need that are, that are you know, really good. Uh, you know, and then, you know, we need, you know, the tens of thousands that can, that can, that can manage those really good defenders, and then we need the hundred thousand that are out there, you know, learning the trade, that are passionate about what they do, that are willing to put in the extra hours to keep the citizens, uh, the nation, you know, the state uh, secure. What are the career options that are open to information assurance professionals today? Have they changed? Uh, they, uh, the, 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 yes, they have changed. The, the uh, government has uh, uh, done, a, I think, a really good job of trying to enunciate the, the need, and it's not based on you know, inflated numbers. It's, it's you know, we're, we're moving into this mature internet, mature uh, reliance on IT, IS systems, and that's information technology, information systems. So, you know, that's that's a broadening of the field. Uh, so the, the, there's awareness at the government side as well as, uh, now we start, and, and that's based, so they, well, here's what happened. The government established the regulatory climate, climate in conjunction, in collaboration with business. Um, you, know, there's, you know, that's always the way things happen. Once that gets established, it's tested over on the government side, especially with the DOD, that's, that's been going on for several years. And now, now that it's we've got fairly mature uh, security models, that will that will be made available to business. Guess what? In a few years, it's not only available, but it's arm twisting. And then in a few more years, it's you know, are you compliant? You're not compliant. You're, you can't do business with it. And we've already started down that path. That's not nothing new. Uh, you know, on, the, on the federal contractor side, you know, their uh, contractors are required to have X number of these classified people. Uh, they're not only classified, trained people, and that's and they're relying on both the uh, centers for academic excellence at the university level to do research and to, and to train professionals. That so you're going to see a movement towards on the standardization across the community colleges. So the CAE slash CCs are out there, white CCs, all those are out there. And, and, and by the way, uh, the initiative for the K-12 is, is expanded. So you know, those of you with you know, families, you'll start seeing IA, high cyber security uh, curriculum, uh, you know, whatever it's going to be called. Uh, you'll see it in middle school through, uh, through high school. Well, Dan, let's talk about Regis. What's new from Regis University since last we spoke in response to some of what we've talked about today? Well, uh, I'm working with uh, Dr. Doug Hart, uh, and he's with our software engineering program coordinator. I'm working with him uh, to be able to bring up a, a, a good 
uh, software assurance uh, program based on the Carnegie Mellon model, and it'll be adapted to how we, you know, our resources, our abilities at at, at Regis. So you know, we'll have that available. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, the the main effort at the moment within software engineering, in concert with software assurance, is to uh, we'll have a couple courses that fall in the uh, in the area of mobile devices. Well, guess what? Those mobile devices. Well, we don't take this lightly. So the mobile device uh, education that we're offering is not just gee, here's how you pinch, you know, conduct the screen. Now it's going to be here's the programming guts. We're bringing in Apple servers, Apple devices, pads, pods. So it's the device orientation, how to program for them. Oh, you've got to keep them safe. So I have good influence on what Doug is doing, uh, and because of uh, you know he sees the same, uh, you know the, the same the same thing I'm seeing. Then we also have uh, uh, we also have an offering. Cybersecurity competitions. We just finished our regional Canvas competition in April of this year. It was a good success. And, and next year, we're going to be part of the uh, the national cybersecurity defense competition. So we're representing we and other CAEs in the area. We'll uh, we'll have a regional CCDC cybersecurity defense competition. So I'm looking for students to be a part of that team. Uh, that will compete at the regional level, and hopefully our guys will go on to the, the national. So that's that's uh, exciting news from from our side. Uh, and then you know, of course, it's just modernization of the, of the courses. We offer a, a good suite of forensics courses that are in a continuous state of quality uh, control and assurance. We uh, have a, a, a you know fairly broad curriculum. Uh, in terms of what we're doing with the management, and one of the uh, one of the uh, one of the ancillary courses is we're offering XBRL uh, 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 education. We're only one of the I think we're the only I, I haven't confirmed it, but I think we're the only uh, university that's doing that at the moment. XBRL is the uh, reporting language for uh, the accounting, the international reporting language, both for Federal and international, so you know, very specific course. But that's the sort of thing we try to do. We try, we're not bleeding edge, but we're, we're definitely cutting edge in, in what our what our students can be trained in. Yeah. So that's some of the highlights, and then you know, the usual work in the trenches. Very good, Dan. A final question for you: What advice would you give to somebody that's wanting to start a career in information assurance today? Well, I'll give you the same advice that the UT San Antonio fellows gave me. The, the men and women down there, when we were talking about the you know, should uh, you know should we get involved in the regional, uh, you know, they just said, look, you just got to get it in the middle of it. There's, you know, you know, they've looked at our resources at how we were able to do Canvas and said you're better off than most. Uh, a lot of them just sort of have been have been working at it for quite a while, but the early days, just get onto it. So that's the same advice I would give to uh, somebody considering either career change or new to the field of IA, or you know, we've got so many IT people that are 
that are interested in IA because they, you know, I mean, you're going to chase where the dogs are. So that's that's a good thing. But just, you know, don't be intimidated by the uh, by anybody. There's positions in the IA field for lots of folks, uh, and I, I just, you know, I think I'm just encouraged in the next. Uh, you know, we're, we're be, I'm encouraged because we're early in the employment cycle, and the numbers are just going to increase. Uh, so in the next three to five years, we're going to see naturalization of the, of, you know, business processes of the, the way companies and government handle it. So you just got to be adaptable, and you, you just have to, you know, learn. Uh, you know, off hours. Uh, and if you need to go to a community college and get some background, great. Uh, if you need to pick up a book and start coming through it, I think what you'll find is, is IA is a field that's you know, got its own. Once you've learned the language, you're, you're going to find a lot of similarities between uh, in the lexicon between uh, software programming, systems engineering. Um, you know, business processes, architecture. So it's it, it just you know, just get involved. And that, that's the best I can I can offer people. Dan, that's great insight. Thanks so much for taking time to speak with me today. It's always a pleasure, Tom. I, I appreciate the call. Been talking about information assurance education. I've been talking with Dan LaCarish, assistant professor and program chair for the information technology department at Regis University. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.